Quick reminder, any of the visuals or photographs or videos you hear referenced in the episode, you can always go to steadyfocused.com and you can do a quick search for that episode and then you can visually see what you're hearing me reference in the podcast. I appreciate you guys. Enjoy the show. Hey guys, it's your number one, Simeon Hendricks, and this is episode eight of Steady Focused. And tonight, we're gonna dive deep into night photography. yeah welcome back i'm so thankful to be here with you guys tonight it's thanksgiving and it is november 2016. it's a great day guys it's been difficult for me to wrap my brain up around delivering and shipping this episode if i can just pause and and break this down to you guys if you want to skip ahead go ahead but i i just need to communicate to you guys that I'm on a game plan. I'm on a steady focused to put out an episode of steady focused every week, right? So it's going to be coming out every Thursday. And I knew no matter what this Thanksgiving day, 2016, a new episode of steady focused was going to go up. And I knew it was going to be about nighttime photography. And this actually, this episode is the reason why if you go back in the archive, there was a gap. It was because I put up a major roadblock within myself about putting out this episode about nighttime photography, just totally overthinking it and overworking it. So that's just me being real with you guys. Now, again, if you didn't want to hear any of this, hopefully you already fast forwarded. And if you're listening to my voice right now, I love you guys. Let's get on with the show. Nighttime photography is one of the coolest things that we can do with our camera. Go out into the evening and it's, it's a whole new world. It's easy to get a bad photo at nighttime, but it's also easy to get an awesome photo at nighttime. Things, if you're thinking, man, I, I hate whenever I take a photo and I get all kinds of noise in the image. That means you have too much ISO. Now, a preface to this, I do expect you guys to understand the basics of exposure. You gotta be able to do that to get the most out of this episode. If you're a little unsure about it, exposure and the exposure triangle, pause now, go back to episode four of Steady Focused, steadyfocused.com slash four, get up to date on the exposure, come back to here. Night photography, one thing that we really gotta keep in mind if, if the noise is driving you crazy on shooting with your camera, then that means you got to drop your ISO. Remember in the triangle, we have shutter speed, we have aperture, and then we have ISO. Okay, so between those. So if you're having too much noise, that means your ISO needs to be adjusted. It needs to be a lower number, okay? The other things that the shutter speed, okay, that's going to give us the long light trails as we adjust with that. So if we're, if you're into taking photos in the city and you want that awesome photo that's got the long light trails behind the cars and you just see the steady stream of light 
you're going to adjust the exposure via the shutter speed. Now here we go. Take a look at this picture. This is a shot that I did in Las Vegas. I shot this from the bridge. It was shooting through the chain link fence. My aperture was f22. My shutter speed was at six seconds and I had my ISO at 200. So you can see right there, shutter speed was at six seconds. So that means from the time we clicked go, you know, like start bringing in light to the time that it stopped, it was open for six whole seconds. Now compare that to the shutter speed that you're shooting at on with your video, it's normally 1 50th of a second. So it's that fast versus right here on this image, we have it open for six seconds. So that's, if you want light trails, you're gonna, it's gonna be about adjusting your shutter speed. The longer um, is, you know, uh, just see which way you like it best. Here's another image right here. I shot this on the strip as well. It's the light trails from the cars and you can see the blur of the man right there. That was shot at F22 for six seconds as well. And then I went ahead with my GH4. I shot and I put together a time lapse, which was just all those images like you saw set to a six second exposure. I would take a picture, wait 30 seconds, take another picture, and what, this is a bunch of photos just put together and that's what a time lapse is, a series of photographs put together in a video, in a movie form. Right here, this is something else that was shot at night. It's a time lapse. This is super cool, it was also in Vegas, but I shot this with the iPhone. So you can capture really cool night photos or night images or night time lapses with your iPhone. Again, it's going down to what camera is best. It's the camera that you have. So this is just showing you, you can take awesome photos at night. You can capture awesome images at night with your iPhone. This is cool too. I realized that getting prepped for this episode, I shot behind the scenes photos for the making of the movie Where the Shadows Fall. So this was super cool. So I had a lot of images that I had shot for nighttime and I thought, wow, what a great place to talk about those in this episode right now. So here we have an image, it's nighttime. This actually was probably around 2 a.m. It gave me an awesome experience, an op awesome opportunity to push it and shoot towards the stars and see what I could come up with. So my f-stop or my aperture was at five. My shutter speed was 25 seconds. So you could see how long that was op open. 25 seconds right there and my ISO was at 100. Then we've got a couple other images. I'm just gonna kind of be scrolling through these images. And if you guys are listening to the podcast, make sure you swing over to steadyfocused.com slash eight. Then you can see all of these images that we're talking about right now. Just because you're shooting at night doesn't mean you're gonna shoot stars. There's a whole world is just as open and ready for you to take a bite out of it and capture it just the same as during the day. The full spectrum of the world exists even though the sun is down. So our opportunities are endless. It's only limited to our imagination. You could do everything that you do during the day, you can still do it at night. You just have to bring a light or somehow work a light. 
These were some photos that were taken at night using some of the lights that were on set. You could see how with this one of the cowboy, the clown cowboy, he's holding his jacket and you can see off in the distance there's some activity but he is still lit up like this and you see the shadow fall off on his right side this was a kind of a killer clown type of a thing using lights manipulating with lights i positioned her in such a way where only half of her face was being lit up and the other side was just complete blackness so you can tell right here my shutter when i'm talking about 1 60th of a second that's how fast the shutter was going when I was doing these portraits. But when I'm shooting at night, when I was getting those stars, it was set to 25 seconds. So that's a huge difference. Adjusting our exposure by changing our shutter speed. And then someone was walking by with a flashlight and you can see the light trail, which came from their flashlight. And the settings that I had on this one, my aperture was F the shutter speed was 13 seconds and my ISO was 640 so on this image my shutter speed was open for 13 seconds and that's what allowed that long light trail that we see right there that blue light trail that was the man walking all the way in front of the camera from one side to the other and it was 13 seconds they had there here's a few tips to keep in mind when you are shooting nighttime photography you want a tripod. If you're going out in the country, you're going to definitely want to wear some boots or some heavy duty covering because if you're wandering through an empty field, a snake could bite you and that's not going to be a good thing. If you want to capture crisp and sharp in focus stars, you want your shutter speed to be somewhere between zero and 30 seconds and maybe around 15 seconds kind of start with there. If you go over 30 seconds, then you're going to start to see the light trails from the stars. And that may be what you're looking for, but just know that that will happen because the earth is actually moving. As a general rule, you're going to want your aperture or your f-stop to be the largest number that you can make it. And that's going to give you more focus area. Weather matters. If you're going out to capture some awesome nighttime stuff, and you're going out specifically, maybe you want the stars in the background. If it's cloudy, it's not gonna be happening because the clouds are gonna cover it up. Light pollution, awesome. I've got my camera, I'm gonna step outside in my backyard and I'm gonna shoot the stars. Wait a second, where are the stars? If you live in the city or a place that has a lot of lights, there's a thing called light pollution. And so the more light that comes up into the sky, when you look up, you're not gonna see straight through to the celestial heavens. So you may need to go out into the country if you're gonna get some shots where you need the stars as part of your subject matter. Speaking of going out in the country, being in the middle of nowhere, trying to capture the stars and not wearing boots, yeah. That happened to me about two months ago. I went with Ben Jacoby and Nathan Ralston. They took me on an adventure and we went way out in the middle of nowhere to shoot the stars and the full moon. And there was an old historic abandoned church that was there. They kind of let me pick their brain. Uh, they have both been shooting for a very long time. They have incredible portfolios and it was, a, it was just super cool to go out with them. I asked Ben, 
What was the reason that got you in photography in the first place? Well, I always said I wanted to be a photographer, and I thought it was a dumb thing. You say whenever you're a kid, like every kid wants to be an astronaut, every kid wants to be a fireman. I honestly never thought I would pursue it. And uh, my parents bought me a digital camera because they wouldn't let me have a dark room in the house. And so I guess they were afraid I was gonna huff the chemicals <laughs> or something. So I, I just picked it up and I've always uh, like notice things with my eyes and I would imagine taking pictures myself, you know, closing your eyes and capturing the, the image in your retina and stuff like that. And What year um, did they get you your first digital? I was 14, I'm 27 now, so whatever that is, yeah. <laughs> the math. One thing that's very unique about Nathan Ralston's photography, he's traveled around the world with his camera, shooting a, a variety of different things, going from Haiti all the way to the woods and streams and all kinds of incredible things. His passion is infrared photography. If you guys have never seen it, you're in for a treat right here. I had never heard of it until Nathan introduced me to it. Here you got an image right here and you can see the tree up at the top where all the leaves and everything would be. It's completely white and there's only a couple of colors in the image and it looks like snow, beautiful snow. I asked Nathan what were some of his greatest challenges when he was learning the camera and digging in deep. Infrared was probably the biggest problem I had because I just, I would read all these magazines and be like, okay, this is, it says to do this, or I'd go online and look at tutorials and it would say, do this. And I would do it and nothing would come out right. Nothing ever came out right. And my first real infrared photo, you know, I was mind blown. I was like, I can do it, I can do it. Mm -hmm. And there's been several things that, you know, as time progresses, when you're taking photos, you want to learn something else mm -hmm. and you'll try and try and try. And I, I struggled with a lot of stuff and I would try and try and try. And then I would finally get my first photo and you're like, oh man, you know, all that work, it paid off. Mm -hmm. So infrared was probably my biggest hurdle. If you want to find out more about Nathan Ralston, go to nralstonphoto.com and that's N-R-A-L-S-T-O-N.com. If you want to find out more about Ben Jacoby and some of the adventures that he goes on, check out bdjphoto.com. So there you go, guys. That's episode eight. We take a look at nighttime photography and the world that is available to us in this segment of Feeding Our Brain. I got to let you know, guys, I've ran across a book that has totally stopped me in my tracks. As I was hearing the book, you know I like to consume through Audible, I felt the words, especially the first couple of paragraphs in the preface, were written by me. And it was, it's so right on. The book is called The 12 Week Year. And it's about getting our schedule together, getting our life in order. Instead of 12 months, it's 12 weeks, and every week is a month of this new year. But it's a lot deeper than that because it goes into a piggyback of what we went through last week, which was start with why. And this book is very similar, so they're almost uh, partners with each other, totally independent of each other. It's just a random thing that I ran into both these books back to back it's getting it's talking about what am i doing in my life and in what is what i'm doing reinforcing my 
individual ultimate goal? Is it agreeing with it? Am I in alignment with it?